Hi, I'm Kathy Rotes. It is no secret that every person in the world is unique. Each person has unique strengths and talents. It may be similar to another's, but it is not the same. If we know this, then why do we get frustrated with ourselves when we try something the same way somebody else did it and they succeeded at it, but it doesn't work for us? We are forgetting that our strengths and talents make us different. We need to think differently to cater to who we are. When someone or something says no to us, let's get excited about that challenge. Let's lean into it. Let's find our yes. This podcast will challenge your thinking and your habits. We will challenge you to go for no so that you can be blessed with a yes. Welcome to the podcast that will challenge you in thinking differently. Welcome to podcast number four. I am Kathy Rhodes, and I am excited to think differently with you today. In the next few weeks, I'm going to talk about knowing your audience when communicating. Until that episode, let's learn about our audiences so that we can communicate with them the way that they will receive it. Today, let's talk about learning styles. If you do a normal Google search, you're going to find that there's three common learning styles, visual, audio, and kinesthetic. Let's start with visual. Visual learners. A visual learner prefers visuals. Pictures, diagrams, charts, handouts, videos, flip charts with fun markers, and if they're smelly markers, all the better. <laughs> A visual learner prefer performs new tasks best by reading the instructions or watching someone else do it first. They really like to work from lists and written documentation. Is this you? Are you a visual learner? I mean, to be completely honest, if, if you are a visual learner, my guess is that you really don't like to read. You don't like to read the words. You'd rather watch a video or look at images. Think about Legos. Think about the look, cute little documentation booklets that come with Legos. I mean, these are created for young kids, right? There's no words. There's all kinds of pictures and you're matching the size of the Lego up to the image. Visual learners really love that approach to learning. So when you're creating something for a visual learner, just skip the words. Don't create a PowerPoint that's full of text. They're not going to read it. But add some images and they'll quickly connect with what you're trying to get them to learn. Okay, let's talk about audio learners. If you can, I just want you to kind of close your eyes and listen to me describe an audio learner. Now, if you're driving or running or whatever, okay, fine, be safe. But, but otherwise, give yourself this time and space to truly understand an audio learner. So close your eyes and listen to my voice. An audio learner prefers to listen. They love the spoken words. They love sounds and noises, and they really, they hear sounds and noises before anybody else. They pay attention to this. An audio learner will say things like, tell me about that, or let's talk it over. The audio learner performs a new task best after listening to the instructions from an expert. They work well with spoken instructions, especially even over the telephone. Oh, and an audio learner can remember all the words to any song that they've ever heard. Okay, open your eyes. What do you remember that I just said when I described an audio learner? 
Most people, when I am in a classroom setting, most people will say, oh yeah, an audio learner is somebody who remembers the words to all the songs. Well, that was the last thing that I just said. So that doesn't surprise me that you remember that, but it's also kind of different. And I bet you all can picture somebody in your, in your mind who, who does this really well, who just knows the words to every song, right? Well, the audio learner is the least common. And in my classrooms, whenever I take a little survey of who thinks that they're an audio learner, it's usually a male, a man. I find that so interesting. Now, there's nothing out there in Google world that says statistics show men are better listeners than women. <laughs> this is just my classroom survey that I've taken. I'll let you all kind of do your own study on, on that one. <laughs> all right, the third, the third learning style is called the kinesthetic learner. The kinesthetic is somebody who likes to do things. They like to touch and feel and hold and do and you know anything hands-on is, is perfect for a kinesthetic learner. A kinesthetic learner is going to say things like, let me try that. You know, think about if you're giving computer training for you to stand up in front of a room and show everybody how to do it on their computer, that will be important for a visual learner. But that kinesthetic learner is just not even tuned in. Give them the keyboard and the mouse and they will totally connect and make some errors and probably not do what you were telling them to do because they're not an audio learner, <laughs> but they're okay. They're okay with those errors. They're okay with falling down a little bit because that's where their learning is truly going to come in. They learn best when they do a task by just going ahead and giving it a try. They really do like to experiment and they really never look at instructions. So why even give it to them, right? <laughs> now there is a little bit of an argument out there that there are not three learning styles. That's all a myth. Scientists, brain scientists are saying, no, that's a myth. There's actually just one and it's called trial and error. Think about riding a bike. Did you read the manual first on how to ride a bike? Did you listen to a lecture on how to do it? Or did you just get on and give it a try? And then you fell off. So you got back on again and you tried differently. Really, when I, when I heard that example, I thought, okay, you're right. When it comes to a physical activity, yeah, getting on and giving it a try, trial and error, just doing it. I see where that is probably a more dominant learning style. But when I have some kind of cognitive thing that I'm trying to learn, and study and analyze, I, I don't know. I mean, what is there to, to just do it? <laughs> I need to have a visual component. I need to maybe see an action. I need to analyze and see the instructions. So, you know, I, I don't know if I really am in full agreement to this argument, but I see, I see what they're saying. Kinesthetic learning styles might have a stronger approach or a stronger emphasis in, in more people, especially when it comes to physical activities. But now it's time to communicate. Now it's time to communicate with people that you don't know what their learning style is. Sometimes we have the luxury of communicating one-on-one. -on -one. We can easily start to figure out the person's style you know, and adapt to their preferences. If you listen to the words, right, the, the kinesthetic user is gonna say, let me do that. Or the audio learning style is gonna say, let's talk that through. The visual person is going to say, hmm, let me see that done. 
So those key words are going to be dead giveaways for us to, to understand people's styles. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we aren't one-on-one. We're in more of a larger group and we don't know what everybody's preferences are. So how can we communicate to cover all styles? Well, think about when you buy a new appliance. Let's talk about when you buy a new refrigerator. Big old box comes to your door. What's the first thing you do? Well, I hope you take it out of the box. (laughs) So once it's out of the box, then what? How many of you grab the power cord and plug it in? Somewhere in the box was probably an instruction manual, but whatever, that'll go out with the trash. (laughs) You know, I plug it in and then I open the door. If the light goes on, woo, we're in business. It's working. If the light doesn't go on, we're in trouble. Somebody please fix it. (laughs) That's when I might grab the manual. That's when I'll go digging in the box looking for it. That's when I might look through the instructions to see what the problem might be. What's really kind of intriguing is is there is a manual, but on the back of the manual, there's a few things to cater to the other learning styles. There's a phone number for you to call for support. There's a QR code that you can scan to watch a video, whether it's an installation video or a troubleshooting video. I think it's awesome because around Thanksgiving time, I think it's the Genio company that has a phone number for people to call if you need to figure out how to make a turkey on Thanksgiving Day. Well, Thanksgiving Day is the wrong time to be uh, figuring out your turkey, but I think that's great. That's another resource that the company has created to help people learn. Talking to somebody, getting their answers to the questions that they have over the phone, it's probably more of an audio learning style. However, also kinesthetic because the person's actually doing it right there on their countertop. You know, these refrigerator companies or appliance companies, they do a great job. They do a great job writing the documentation. They do a great job getting creative with videos and such, but they also do a great job creating a tool that is dummy proof. They've created a tool that we can literally plug in and go. They know that people aren't going to read the directions. That's, that's critical. That's critically important. So with whatever we do for a living, we need to create those highly usable tools that people can use by just plugging in and going. You know, so let's go back to that example of, of multiple people in a room and you're trying to figure out learning styles. You know, you need to present to, to a group of clients, to three different leaders of this company, You need to present to them certain reports. Each manager has a different learning style. How will you communicate during your presentation so that each manager is engaged? Okay, so you're not creating a tangible tool that people are going to plug in. But if you lose these people during the presentation, you don't get the deal. So let's think about it. I don't know what they are, but I know that they could be one of these three learning styles. So if by chance they're visual, I want to make sure I have charts and diagrams, pictures in my presentation. I want to make sure I have documentation, written instructions that I can give to them. Lots of lists are always very useful. For those audible audible or audio learners, I want to also make sure we verbally explain the charts while we are going through the presentation. Let's talk through any processes. 
And then for that kinesthetic user, you know, I better show the data so that they can recalculate things themselves because they will. They will get out their calculator and their pen and they will recalculate everything even if you have everything in front of them. That's just what kinesthetic people do. So I'm not going to get offended. I'm not going to get upset, right? I'm just going to embrace it. This is what they do. This is how they're learning. This is how they're connecting with the content that I'm giving to them. You know, we cannot change anyone but ourselves. I can't change you to better understand me. I might get in an argument with you. I might yell and scream. It's still not going to work. I can't make you see things my way. But I can adjust my approach to help you see it in a way that you learn best. I need to think differently and adapt my approach to be successful. Thank you for learning and growing with me today. I look forward to thinking differently with you next week as we learn about behavioral styles. See you then.